Good heavens, it's the chin wag. It's the chin wag coming at you whether you want it or not. <laughs> what a it's surprise. It's like it leapt out at me, Steve, and scared the crap out of me. That's like how that the chin wag is. Like that asteroid that's going to hit planet Earth one of these days. <laughs> that's us on a, direct tr- on a direct path with listeners around the globe. You might forget about us for a few days, but every Wednesday we drop. And now occasionally, uh, yeah. here Paul is reading some story well, and there might be yeah, some that, additional stuff. Might be an additional thing. Yeah, we should we'll see, see what happens. With that, that was Chin fun to do. I would enjoy branching it. out, branching like a out. rhizome, the like octopus, the octopus, yes. the worldwide octopus of chinwag <laughs> like that's getting communism. into yes, <laughs> yes, that's right. Is that what it was? Because I was sitting here thinking, what that was a thing, wasn't it? Like keep watching the skies. Oh, was it? Was it the octopus of communism? That's right. And there were those all those sort of like Cold War cartoons of yeah, like the totally. globe covered by this octopus and stuff like that. Communism. Oh yeah, your neighbor might look like just a regular person, but deep down yeah. they could be the octopus he's of red. communism. Yep, he's red. He's red. And of course, they yeah. had the same stuff in in China, for example. They had the exact same imagery, and that was the capitalists. The evil capitalists was it were an spreading octopus out everywhere. Or what was it? Was it a wolf? Wasn't it like the wolves yeah. of capitalism? Running dogs. Yeah, the running yeah. dogs. Running dogs. <laughs> capitalism. And all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Ah, boy. Communism. I guess it's on the outs, isn't it? I guess that's just not a thing anymore. Depends on who you it? talk to. Yeah. <laughs> my, my students are still keen trying to bring it on back. Are they still keen to bring yeah. it back? That's good. Yeah. I mean, I suppose well, you should, something. Well, you should be kind of a lefty when you're, you know, 19. I think that's I the time. I suppose so. I yeah. suppose so. I just don't think it fits human nature. That's my- Well, we just lost a whole bunch of fans. Yeah, we have Thanks really- I mean, lot, first of all, yes. I don't know. Why are we even talking about this? Like, what am I- What well, am I-, I well, I'm not qualified to talk about any of this. What the fuck? That doesn't what the stop hell? you. Yeah. Well, it does you, now, because it's like, who the hell needs to keep going down this road? Jeez, you need to get Louise. Jordan Peterson on this show. Oh, no, 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 no. Let's just, let's keep everything just where it is with UFOs and keep it all I safe agree. and sound. I agree. In the realm of the esoteric and the impossible, the unbelievable, and the eccentric. The wow. important stuff is Bigfoot and not That's communism right. or capitalism, but <laughs> big, Bigfoot transcends. Keep your eye all. on Bigfoot. Absolutely. That's, that's, that's where, that's where happiness lies. Uh, friends, thanks for joining us here on, uh, on political talk. Uh, Jesus. Uh, it was really, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure always to see you, Steve. Did anybody Likewise, ever call you Oz? Do people call you Oz? Dr. Well, yeah, Oz people would, uh, yeah, they would make Oz. fun of my name because it, it's, of course, sounds like the disease and disease is oh. always funny. Yeah. Oh, always uh, hilarious. I see, I keep, but thinking, as a kid, yeah. I got a lot of that. I'm sorry. Well, that's just well. I take it back then. I won't call you odds or anything like that. No, I'm 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 uh, not bothered by that. I find that uh, endearing. Oh, good, great, endearing. It endears me to you. Actually, yes. my use of the nickname for you. Oh, that's nice. That's good. It, it makes me human. I like nicknames. Me. Yeah, <laughs> I, I like nicknames too. I throw. I, I'm I'm kind of like legendary with just slapping nicknames on people. Are I you? hope I'm not that annoying guy where it's like, oh God, here comes the guy who calls here me. Well, do you a, have here a comes the guy who calls me bubbles all the time <laughs> and thinks it's funny. I don't think I don't think I'm that guy exactly. I hope <laughs> but not. Do your do you do people have a, a nickname for you that we need to hear about here on the chinwag? There was only oh this is interesting. Yeah. Uh, this is a this is a this is a chinwag exclusive. <laughs> uh I don't I don't know how exclusive it is. There was the only Nickname I can think of was when I was in college, there was a guy who used to call me Giacometti, 
not Giamatti. He called me Giacometti because oh, it sounded, you know, it was a kind of funny way of saying it. And then that got shortened to Jack. Oh. Giacometti got shortened to, uh, Giacometti got shortened to Jack. So uh, there's a certain segment of the population out there, 0. 0.000001% <laughs> of the population that calls me Jack. That, oh, that's that occasionally hilarious. calls me Jack. Yeah, which I've always. So liked you're still friends. Thing. This was not like a bully that was harassing you. It was more no, a friendly no, no, kind no, of no, thing. no. It was okay. one of my college roommates. It was one of my dear friends and college roommates. And he, um, so those this guys used to be from college. It's sort of like a small, but I like Jack. Jack yeah, is kind cool. of a good kind of manly name. It's I think the, than the Paul. nickname the nickname says uh, you, this person is. Like a friend that's so close that I can't that their name is too formal. I can I can't use their name. I have to use something yeah. that's even more that brings me even closer to them. That's, that's, yeah, that's my feeling that about the is. nickname. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jack, yeah. I was like Jack Jamati because I don't I'm not I don't love my name Paul. It's okay. It's a good name. I mean it's it's a, but, a good, but Jack Jamati. I, I, I had a moment of thinking should I ever ch change my name? And I think I briefly Jack thought Jamati. of Jack Jamati. And I was like that just sounds like I sound like a guy Jack Jamati Chevrolet down at you know what I mean? That sounds like Jack Jamati. Come on down to Jack Jamati Chevrolet. You know what I mean? It's just like that's, that's good. Down to Jamati Chevrolet. We got deals. You know what I mean? It's it just sounds like or or like an action hero. Ask for like, Jack. Could, Tell him Jack sent you. Yeah. <laughs> or it could be like an action hero. Like if you were an actor, Jack Jamati oh. in. You <laughs> I know. guess so. But action heroes never <laughs> fists have. of if death. They, exactly. If they have an Italian name, though, it's going to be like I don't know what it's going to be. It's not going to be Jamati. It's a, it's too. And it's going to be like DeSalvo or something like that. You know, it's going to be something <laughs> like a little bit tougher. De Niro, Jack De Niro. That's what I should have changed. That's what I should change my name to. Well, by any other name, this is Chinwag, and welcome to it. <laughs> this is, we are not changing wonderful. the name. Ever. Yeah, yeah. If you're still listening, thank you. If you if you've actually made it this far uh, through all the Cold War talk and then all the uh, Jesus, uh, welcome. Thanks for being here. Uh, yes. You know, uh, it's been a wonderful thing seeing all the folks that are listening and. And, yeah, and we got becoming a good aware community. Of folks, we go out and we've gone on the road a couple of times. We have a road show. We've taken it yeah. out on the road. It's and, super uh, fun meeting the fans at the shows. That that it uh, really is. and it's really a great mix of people. Like, Amazing. Uh, yeah, couple like you okay. see like even families coming. Like uh, yes. you know, like they'll be like. <laughs> Teenage, know. you know, and then their yeah. their, uh, their, their parents, parents and stuff. Yeah, their it's very interesting. Grown children with their parents and stuff. Yeah. I mean, it was like, wow, mm -hmm. this is bringing families together, which is nice. <laughs> That's what the chinwag's all about. It is. <laughs> Building bridges across the generations. It really is. Gosh almighty. But it's I and mean, keep it going. Keep coming. Keep keep the comments coming. Keep the the ratings coming and tell your friends yeah. about it. Spread the word. Word of mouth. Yeah, is, tell your weird friends yeah. to uh, yep. to listen to the show and then, yep. of course, to uh, rank and review us. That's really yeah. helpful for just, people just, to find yeah. the show. Text them. Text them this podcast for crying out loud. <laughs> right. Text them. This is a good uh, one. Uh, text them uh, uh, the link to the podcast. Spread the word. Evangelize for us. Evangelize. You know? Evangelize. Proselytize. For us. Proselytize people. Convert them. <laughs> no, it's like really get them, get them on our side. Tie it's them like, up a, in your basement. Force okay. them to listen now, to all right, the all right. Now it's yeah. force them. Force them to listen to Chinwag. Just make them absolutely talk about, yeah, brainwash them into loving it. No, it's really great. And it's great to go look at the comments and stuff. Yeah. It's been great to go and see some 
Some people repeat and some people give us yeah, the five-star reviews. Five star it's been reviews, awesome. There's yeah. all kinds of people. And it'd be nice. I'm going to actually, you know what, Steve? I'm going to actually give a shout out to some of these people. Here we go. Oh, let's do it. Let's do yeah. it. Yeah. The personal touch. Watch this. All kinds of fantastic <laughs> people. New York City highwaymen. Uh, How about you? Yep. Uh, you know? MB in Connecticut. Yep. The former Cyrus Teed apologist. <laughs> <laughs> That's a reference to the Hollow Earth, folks. That's right. That's, That's our right. fans are deep into the into the into the chin wag. Now I've got Absolutely. Big Love One Two Three. Yeah, we got Sabrina Wench, Ichabod Jones, Miss Behaven. That's boy, <laughs> nice. That's nice. nice. I like it. We've got David N. Lewis. Uh, we know who to call if a guest calls out sick. That's right. Apparently, you're ready to fill in at yes. any time. Thank you, David. So many people. It's really awesome. And we appreciate everybody's kind thoughts and words. Even you, Devilzilla, uh, who out there uh, was not uh, had a bone to pick with us, I gather, about uh, Occam's razor. Uh, yes. That we, we, uh, that we didn't explain it properly or we didn't relate well, it to- let's, let's put it this way, Devilzilla, who gently scolded us. Yes. Uh, we will set aside a whole episode yeah. to run Occam's razor <laughs> right into the ground yeah, and give the most full detailed To work the hell analysis. out of Occam's razor. Yeah. Absolutely. So, yeah, good show, and, and, good show. and get it onto Arthur Conan Doyle and Sherlock Holmes or Indeed. something maybe. Yeah. All right. Mea culpa. Yeah. No, this is this was this is it's nice to 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 reach out to folks and actually actually have these 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 one-on-one connections with people. Without further ado, Steve, let's move on. Today we have a hero. Today we have an American well, hero, a genuine American hero on American our hands. hero on the show we really do. <laughs> You're absolutely right, Steve. He is an award-winning comedian, actor, writer, and director, and he is a great and honest and hilarious storyteller. Yeah. Yeah, unique. And he's here on our show, uh, on the heels of his sold-out runs on Broadway and in the West End of London. That's class. Yeah, that's it class. Is. For and 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 they they know an American hero when they see one. His Netflix special is Mike Berbiglia, The Old Man in the Pool. It's on Netflix now. Definitely, it's fantastic. Yeah, it's it is really fantastic. Good. Yeah, I saw it on stage, and I've seen it the the filmed version of it, and it's great both times. We're thrilled to have him joining us. Please welcome Mr. Mike Berbiglia. Hey, how are you, Paul? Welcome. Thanks for coming, Mike. It's a real Thanks a lot. Yeah, thanks. thanks for having me. I was uh, I was blown away by your movie this weekend, and I was uh, I can't. I was. It's one of those movies that they. It's a thing that you hear every now and then when people say about movies. They go, they don't make them like that anymore. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks. I appreciate it. That definitely the point was to make something that they don't make anymore. Yeah. I mean, that was like, that was the idea in behind making that one was to I sort mean, of do something. I mean, an extraordinary amount of patience and and thought <laughs> in, in, into the, yes. the compositions. And I mean, yeah. I... I, I mean, it's a whole other podcast, but I would pick your brain for five hours on the making of that movie. Oh, fantastic. Well, yeah. I'll, listen, I'll come by. Yeah, come by. If you We'd want to pick my brain, I would happily <laughs> do that. And listen, speaking of speaking, I had the pleasure of watching your film, The Old Man in the Pool, the, the Netflix oh, yeah. special. Yes. Yeah, we just saw and it. Fantastic. And I was saying I had, I had seen it on stage. Yes. And it was great seeing it again. And Aww. it's you know, fantastic. And Thanks. I don't know. I don't know what you're pieces I, I i love more but i don't i think i love them all equally so it's like the, it, it was just as great it's always great that's um, so nice of you it's uh terrific 
it's a big testament to all these shows that I do sleepwalk with me and my girlfriend's boyfriend and uh now the old man in the pool a lot I mean so much of it too is our mutual friend Seth Barish who Indeed. who directed the shows and is just a great mind he's a great he is a story great mind. mind for story mind for theater um I want to actually delve a little deeper into a piece of performance of yours that really just blew me away which was your Delightful cameo as Preston in the Taylor Swift uh, video. Ah, uh, the Taylor of, uh, Swift oh, yeah. hero. Which <laughs> I I want to hear about that too. I had actually not known that yeah. you were in that, and uh, and and it was a what a year ago or so that it came out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was quite. It was first of all, it's great and fascinating. Thanks. How did that come about? Do you know Tay Tay? Are you like friendly <laughs> Tay-Tay. with Tay? We are, are you a Swifty? The whole I, thing I'm, I'm fascinated I think I'm all, to talk about. I think I'm all of those things. I I I know Taylor through just a little bit through um, a mutual friend Jack Antonoff, who in the special and, and collaborates with Taylor and has for many many years. They, they write songs together. He produces her albums. They've worked together for years. And um, and it just and I, as a matter of fact, <laughs> this is a little bit of trivia from the old man in the pool. There's a there's a, a song that plays at the beginning and the end of the show, and it's by a group called Red Hearse, mm-hmm. and it's kind of like this hip hop trio. Yeah, that yeah. Uh, that Jack Antonoff is a member of. It's it's a uh-huh. uh, it's a guy named Sam Dew, Jack Antonoff, and a guy named Soundwave, and the three of them are Red Hearse. It's a that's a great album. Uh-huh. And, wow. Uh huh. And so yeah, I know yes, and I've known Jack just for I've we've been close friends for twenty years. I went to his wedding this summer and. And uh, he and Margaret Qualley got married, and and then uh, yeah, Taylor. It just so happened I saw, I met her, and it was the week or the you know day or the week or whatever when she was writing the song Antihero. And a mm. lot of times she'll conceive videos and songs simultaneously. Uh-huh. And I, I don't know if this has happened to you before, but I she didn't tell me at the time, but in her mind she was like, oh, he would be good for this which is this completely absurd character yeah. this dystopian future version of her son and i wear an yes. outrageous wig and you got and, a fantastic uh, wig you have a wig. And she, yeah. you know she wrote and directed it and uh and she's just phenomenal I mean, she's one of those people who uh obviously is one of the one of the greats in her field but also it carries over into whatever art form she she dips her toe in it's extraordinary, can, isn't it? Can you help yeah. it, us understand the phenomenon yeah. of Taylor Swift? Because what's great she's is a, that you help us. You're helping us connect to the zeitgeist here, Michael. Yes, yes, you're helping yes, us yes. appeal to the youth market here, which yeah, is one yeah, of the reasons I'm bringing certainly. it up. Oh, huge youth. But but no, it is, but like, what, what is the phenomenon? It's fascinating. Like, she's a, a good songwriter. She's a great singer and a great performer, and she's very good. But then there's the phenomenon of her fans, which is kind of hard for me to understand, although maybe maybe the Beatles were like this, maybe Madonna was like this, I just don't remember. But is it really the same thing, or is it something new? I think that, uh, I don't know. I think the Beatles are a good comp for that. I, I don't mm. really know. I mean, it's not my field, but I would say like, if don't let that, that stop you. If you're yeah, that, that doesn't yeah, exactly. stop anybody on this, on this show, by the way. Well, I, th- I think if you're that prolific and great for that long, which in this uh-huh. case is, I think, about 15 years, yeah. you end up being a part of people's childhoods and uh-huh. their, uh, you know, when they go to college and they're out, you know, you're, you're there for a section of their lives. Mm. Yeah. And so, 
you know, on a super small level, I have that with with my fans where I'll tour and people will come up to me and they'll be like, I've been with you since Sleepwalk with me Amazing. in 2008, you know, sure. 2023. Yeah. And it's like, and I, you know, when you did My Girlfriend's Boyfriend, that's when I was getting married. When you did the new one, that's when I was yeah. having a child. Uh -huh. And now it's like, you know, the old man in the pool is about mortality. It's like, this is when I'm I'm contemplating uh -huh. mortality and 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 health ailments and all this stuff. And it's like, I, I do think that, that that factors into it. I think that's a yeah. lot of it. Speaking of today's youth, you're on TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> That's interesting. You say, it that way. you say it that way, and I'm interested to know because I read some stuff where you talked about it, and I was not pleasantly surprised. I just was like, "Oh, Mike, Mike is cool with this. Mike is good with TikTok." Whereas I'm the most paranoid person in the world. I see nothing but sort of death and disaster everywhere around. Big brother, me. yeah, big brother, and all kinds of things, and everything's destroyed. It's the, it's the end of civilization kind of thing, which I don't know. I don't always feel that way. I have more nuanced vision things, but TikTok is a really weird, somewhat menacing thing to me. Fascinating, but but you're on it and you're cool. You're, you're good with it. And you, oh, and you enjoy I mean, it. I, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm borderline addicted to it. Uh, mm -hmm. So that's unhealthy. So uh, I. I don't want my daughter Yeah, you do it a it. lot too, Steve, uh, right? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I do. Interesting. I, here, okay, here are the, here's the pros and cons of, of TikTok and Instagram, in my opinion. So the pros are, I have, in some ways, for, for uh, an artist, a musician, comedian, it's like a dating app in the sense you go, hey, here's a 30-second clip of what I do, mm -hmm. and people go, hey, I like that. Let me follow this. It, maybe I like this person. You know what I mean? Next yeah. thing you know, the person comes to see your show in, in Atlanta. You know what I mean? That's great. That's a great yes. outcome. Mm -hmm. um, and the, the bad outcome <laughs> is that there's just an extraordinary amount of confirmation bias in relation to the, the algorithm essentially serves yeah. you things that you agree with mm -hmm. and find yourself watching all the way till the end. And so... Mm -hmm. If you feel you dislike a certain president, for example, like they would serve you a lot of videos mm -hmm. about how that president is not good. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and next thing you know, you have a very myopic view of the world and and these things that so I, I feel like if you're gonna be on TikTok and Instagram, you have to supplement it with actual reading and research <laughs> and, <laughs> and and education because it's like the confirmation bias is is I would say alarming. Yeah, you, I think that's. I think you've hit it on the head. Like that's the troubling thing is that people are using it for information about the world, and that's not a good place to go. No, for your yeah. political or your news. And yet, and you're right, the algorithm just keeps feeding you. But the the stuff I watch is just like it's editing genius. It's like storytelling yeah. that's condensed yeah. into one minute. And you're laughing, and sometimes I'm like tearing up watching sure. this thing. It's like one minute. I'm like, this is incredible. It's that yeah. stuff's interesting. I've heard this. I heard this pointed out recently. I thought it was an interesting point, which is, which is that the generation of of films and television that I came up on was obsessed with continuity and <laughs> obsessed with uh, a note, a lack of jump cuts, and uh, that the current kind of Instagram TikTok creators have thrown that entirely yeah, out funny. the window in that's kind of funny. a punk rock way. Yeah. And, and, and when you look at it through a certain lens, you go, 
Yeah, you can throw that out. I mean, yeah. sure. who cares? If it yes. if it's meaningful, then who cares? Yes. I think it lets the audience, um, it, it's a strangely respectful of the intelligence of the audience that they can connect the dots without having it, you know, all right. the continuity and the coherence they used to have. And you're talking about weird. this sort of constant jump cutting yeah. thing yeah. and stuff like that, which I find fascinating. And yeah. it's and it's an aesthetic now. It's like, this is yeah. the way you do it now, which is really interesting to me. And I often wonder, like, is it, is there something almost like brain chemistry wise, it's easier to take in shorter bursts of things rather than a big single take of something though, too, that it's actually agreeing with something better in our brains. Or it's training your brain training to take, your in, brain this to take yeah. in these things faster I, like that. Yeah. I think though, I think one of the unfortunate kind of like downsides of that type of editing becoming so popular is that you, you, it allows the editor to, to, to uh, sort of decontextualize in a way that you're not even clocking necessarily yeah. that it is yeah. decontextualized. Yeah. And so th that's unfortunate because I think sometimes nuance can fall away with that. Yeah. And even a single unbroken take of something somehow tells you that you're seeing, you're not necessarily seeing yes. anything more real or anything like that, yes. but you feel like you are. I, I get freaked out. I mean, I don't think my girlfriend would mind if I say she's borderline addicted to it. She is, sort of. But I'm fascinated looking over her shoulder at it. But, you know, there's a lot of stuff that's on there that's just like <laughs> you're, she... That's she, addicted. She, that's addicted also. Yeah, you're, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You're, 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 you're addicted to looking over shoulders. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, well, yeah, you know. <laughs> but she, she runs into... The things that she gets hung up, though, on that are a lot of like, don't eat peas. Peas oh, will give yeah, you, yeah. you know, and I'm just like, oh, for Christ's yeah. sake. So yeah. there's a lot of her being like, don't eat peas. And I'm just like, oh, man. But also, I just get freaked out when she's just scrolling through it by the sheer river yes. of humanity. Yeah. By yes. just the endless, infinite. I'm like, this yeah. won't end. And there's yes. something about the mass of it. And the speed of it just freaks me out, man. And also, like it'll be it'll be an image of war that's actually happening, and then some hot girl jiggling around, and then like, and you're like, whoa! I can't even make the emotional the juxtapositions yeah. of things are intense. Steve, Steve, that's about you. <laughs> okay, that's my feed. Okay, you're, you get you're giving that's away true. too much about your album. That's, that's interesting. That's a very that's revealing yeah. moment. Keep it in. <laughs> Tell the editors. Keep it it's in. The, it's very very <laughs> revealing. Talk about vulnerable. I, I, but what I'm interested, Mike, are you freaked out by artificial intelligence? Or oh, is yeah. it, is it, you are. And you're but like, I this also is think I, 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 it, I am, but I also think the ship has sailed. Yeah. I mean, I think uh, when we're in a conversation about whether or not AI can code AI, I yeah. think we're pretty far yeah. down the road. Yeah. That's, <laughs> like, that's scary. I mean, my God. I, and, but I also think like, I don't know. I also think there's there's a way in which uh, it will become clearer uh, with AI which things have not been created with AI. You I think, think so. if you put your heart your your heart and soul into something, interesting. Um, I don't think AI. Yeah, oddly, you know, my two examples for today are: I don't think the, the old man in the pool. Could have been written by AI, and I don't. I don't think the holdovers could be written and performed by AI. I just, I just don't. I think there's something in the specificity that doesn't feel. I don't know, but but That's maybe I'm maybe I'm naive about it. 
No, I think you're. I think you're. I think you seem like an optimistic guy to me, which I like. No, <laughs> I'm not. I don't want to send the. I don't want to send the message. Are you not optimistic? Own it. You're not essentially an optimistic person because it did feel that's a that's a really great way of flipping it and and, and thinking about it because I'm like because I see these things. There's this whole sort of thing going on. Again, I think maybe it was either on TikTok or it was on Instagram, where people sort of people who are already sort of celebrities. I think it was what's her name, Kylie Jenner, has now had this other persona made for herself. Oh named gosh, like, named like oh, you know, I did not know uh, this. Yeah, and they have a whole. This is some classic over-the-shoulder uh, material. Yes, it is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they have a whole account now, but she's completely com she's completely computer generated. And she has this other person, and it's My her, God. and My it's God. her being in her life and doing all her oh, stuff. I can't and, take it. And it's uncanny the extent to which it's it, it's hard to tell from from an AI thing. It's funny because Paul was saying I'm optimistic, and I I literally in my next hour I'm touring right now. I have a joke where I say. I think in every marriage you have the person who, who's who's like the sky is falling. And then you have to have the person who says everything is going to be okay. Somehow <laughs> yeah. in marriage, I have been designated as the person who has to say everything is going to be okay. Oh, oh, really? I don't yeah. think it's going to be yeah. okay. <laughs> and I don't know to. who to tell. But as a parent, that's what you have to do, right? I mean, and you did work, you worked on this. The challenges of being a parent, you sort of have to fake it in front of your kid, like, it's all going to be okay. I know what yes. I'm doing so that they feel like they're in a secure world. It's a weird acting thing you have to do. It's absolutely true. And, and uh, you know, uh, the I my last special is called The New One, and it was all about how yeah. I never wanted to have a child yeah. and, and, and how and all the reasons why no one should have a child and then about <laughs> how I had a child and, and why I was right. And then ultimately why <laughs> I was wrong. And so it sort of turns on itself in an emotional way. But but I really, yeah, one of that was one of the reasons why for a long time I didn't want to have a child is because the thing that Steve is is calling out is it seems nearly impossible when you have, you know, the earth is sinking into the ocean. There's uh, you know, it's there's wars all over the earth. I mean, it's just like what the you know, the the climate, you know, the climate of the earth is rising. It's just it's really hard to be optimistic at this moment. Yeah. I wonder if it's ever been easy. And I think I have the opinion about optimists that they're lying all the time. I think they're faking it. They're lying to themselves. They're like, they're just, I, I feel like it's always that situation of they have to be the well, person. Somebody's got to say everything's going to be okay, so I will. You know. Well, I mean? when it's you like were with your bit, kid though, Paul, were you, did you fake it with him? Like, oh, it's everything's going to be fine. This is nothing to worry I, about. I, or were yes, you like obviously, the cold hard truth? I, uh, no. Well, <laughs> no, obviously I did. I mean, I think I was a little... Not cold hard truth, but I mean, I think I was a little bit, you know, I mean, things, I wasn't, I wasn't. Realist. I, I can, yeah. And I can remember things like death coming up and stuff. And I, well, I tried my best to explain it in a way that he could maybe understand it and stuff. I didn't, I can remember having a, my, my sister-in-law at the time getting very angry because I showed him 20,000 leagues under the sea and Captain Nemo gets killed in the end. And I was like, all right. I mean, you know, and he asked me about it and I was like, you know, and it was sort of like, yeah, I, I, I Steve, as you know, I did make some errors in judgment because I, and Mike, uh, well, hopefully we'll get to some of this. I, I do remember showing my kid a bunch of stuff about the the Mayan calendar and the end of the world, the twenty twelve, <laughs> yes. the twenty twelve oh, wow. stuff when he was at right. eight or something like that, and that was probably a mistake. I think that was probably that's the, that didn't. That's the stuff of nightmares. <laughs> yeah, that didn't go down well, but that was because I liked being scared when I was yeah. eight. 
And I think I made this mistake. Not a mistake. I knew I knew he didn't like being scared. But I think I thought, I'm going to see if I can convert him. I'm just going to see if I can get him around to my side so we can watch more scary things together. Do you like scary stuff, Mike? Are you a horror I movie don't. guy? I it's it's funny. I have a hard time making it through horror movies. Like the you know the closest for me is I can get to is like a like Get Out or like uh-huh. or like uh, the Quaran film. Uh, 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 gosh, I'm forgetting. Um, Which one? <laughs> the the oh god. The. Uh, <clears throat> The, well, the one where the, where the end of the world and there's one baby, there's one child. Oh, Children of Men. Oh, yeah. Children of yeah, Men. Children of yeah. Men, which is sort of- Great yeah. movie. Great yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. That is a great movie. Yeah, so like Get Out or like Children of Men. Like I like things where I get the idea uh-huh. of what the horror of the whole thing is, but I don't <laughs> have to see the entire yeah. horror of it. The entire thing of it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Interesting. I like it too. But you do. But Paul, you do. I do. No, no, no. I do. I, I, I'm, I'm big on stuff like that. It's interesting, and I often wonder if it's nature or nurture kind of thing. Like, if that's just, I don't know. I was just born that way, or is it that something? Seeing that, Steve and I talk about this kind of thing a lot because of like what it is forming imagination and stuff like that, and why my imagination took that turn and but you have explanations you, for it steve about sort of it firing off certain chemicals in the brain and stuff like that too that you well it's a, yeah it's a thrill ride for the brain i mean your your brain evolved to keep you safe and then the horror comes along and it triggers that system so it's like going on a roller coaster ride but some people don't like to go on a roller coaster ride how mike do you like roller coasters now <laughs> okay now. so yeah there's there's a pattern there like as some people are white knucklers they're, they the fear is they just want a little bit of it and other people like to ramp it up and go for the Stephen King stuff every time. Yeah. yeah. But Mike, you deal with the sleepwalking thing, which must be scary. <laughs> yeah. And and yeah. must so I mean, have you always was that from childhood? Is that from It's from I would say it happened a little bit in high school and then it started happening a little more in college and then in my 20s when I was sort of hitting the road as a as a comic and trying to you know, scrap together $40 here and $75 there with small <laughs> yeah. gigs opening for people. And I was really check to check and I, and I was, had a lot of anxiety and I, that's when I really started sleepwalking because uh-huh. I, I was sleep deprived, which is a huge thing. A lot of my friends will, will say to me that they're sleepwalking. I'll say, the first thing is, I always say is just sleep hygiene. I, there's a book I, I love uh, called The Promise of Sleep. And it, a lot of it is about, you know, uh, not crashing into sleep, you know, like mm-hmm. landing the plane into sleep mm-hmm. as opposed to crashing into it, not being on your phone before bed, not, you know, wa- not watching TV news, like all these things. And is that also like not being exhausted and just passing out? Kind so, yeah, of sleep room. deprivation. Yeah, yeah, sleep uh-huh. deprivation yeah. is a huge, huge, huge trigger. And uh, and like, honestly, like I don't I don't really I I, I, and I years ago, I jumped through second story window and I yep. I wrote a book about it and uh-huh. a special and a movie yep. and and uh, and I'm actually oddly on my tour. I'm going to Walla 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 Washington, <laughs> going, which is where I jumped <laughs> through the window. I know. Is that mot- is that hotel still there? Is the <laughs> yeah. Lankin- uh, the, Yes, the- they changed the name of La Quinta to the Comfort Inn. I mean, I, maybe <laughs> they changed ownership. I don't know. Yeah, they must. But have. it's uh, there is a plaque, Ira Glass, 
uh, who produced the movie with us. <laughs> oh, come on. Um, he sent a plaque that said, you know, 20 years ago, you know, Mike Birbiglia jumped through the second story window. <laughs> uh, true story, Google it. <laughs> and it's on the wall. And so sometimes my fans will go there as sort of oh, a, cool. uh, That's yeah, sort of a pilgrimage and they'll stay <laughs> in the room and that people will Instagram God. photos of it to Amazing. me. And, Amazing. But do you have dreams? Like, do, do you, when you're, are you dreaming that, and you yes. remember the dreams the next day that correlate with these body actions? So what's it's it's uh what I have is called REM sleep behavior disorder where mm -hmm. people have a dopamine deficiency which is the chemical that's released from your brain into your body when you fall asleep to paralyze your your body so you don't do what's in your brain. Mm -hmm. So I I would have at this time period in my life I would have these extreme dreams, like for example when I jumped through the second story window I had a dream there was a guided missile headed towards mm -hmm. my motel room, uh, oh. and that the, all the missile coordinates were set on me and I decided <laughs> in my dream and then it turned out my life that I would jump through the window to mm. detonate outside the window to oh. save the platoon. Oh, my God. That's great. Oh, you were doing that to save yes. it. You uh. figured the missile would follow you outside the... Oh, wow. Which okay. circles back to the original premise of the podcast today, which is I'm a hero. Yes, I was going to say, you totally <laughs> it proved. It absolutely does. You're it had to come full circle. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. The, uh, but yeah, no, I was... I jumped through the window and then I and then I landed on the front lawn. But you weren't dreaming that you were where you were. You were dreaming that you were uh, you were in a motel in the dream, I, or were you at a? Yes, a, it was a blend of reality uh -huh, and uh -huh, fiction. Uh -huh. So it uh -huh. was I was in the motel in Washington State, and uh, but I was in with these military folks, uh -huh. and I don't know why. I mean, honestly, like when I think back to that day, I mean, certainly it was a lot of a lot of sleep deprivation, a lot of anxiety in my life. And uh, and then I was listening to it was an NPR. This goes to show this this is a counter argument to uh, to your point about mm. how you like gory movies and things. Sometimes the goriest things can be an NPR yeah, the news. Uh, report, totally. very oh, yeah. even keel, telling you uh, the end of the world may be imminent. Yeah. Absolutely, no, nothing like nothing yeah. like that soft NPR delivery yeah. of the worst fucking things possible. It's all really. Things, Welcome yeah, to All Things, all things Considered. considered. Uh, yeah, totally. there's a, there may be a, a yeah. missile <laughs> headed towards our planet, and we, we'll be right back. You know, totally. It was something like that, yeah. where, where it just felt imminent, and it, was, I, it must have been going in my brain, and then yeah. that, that was the dream. Had you had vivid dreams through your life up until then? Do, or, or were you pretty somebody vivid, who had? Pretty vivid dreams, yeah. I've had a lot of... A lot of animals, a lot of bears. I've had a lot of interactions with bears in my dreams. Interesting. Uh, bears. Tell me more about bears. <laughs> yeah. I'm interested. Yeah, tell me, because we're, we're sort of interested by bears ourselves. Yeah, I have we're, a bear phobia myself. Yeah, so. Steve has a bear so, phobia. And so tell me I, more I do about too. bears. I do too. Yeah. I'm also, but also, I think it's a very beautiful animal. And my sister Patty and I are really obsessed with bears and have been for a long time. So years ago, we went to a place called Katmai National Park in Alaska uh -huh. that has one of the highest concentrations of, 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 I think, brown bears in the world. Is this the grizzly man? Is this where grizzly man, the, the, that hood I think it might have been. I think it might uh -huh. have been. Mm -hmm. um, what's interesting is, I think my sister Patty told me recently that they they no longer have tourists in the place where we were because it's <laughs> oh, maybe not the it's safest so dangerous. place. It's not advisable. Wow. But I had a thing where we went fly fishing with a fishing guide Mm -hmm. My sister Patty and I, and uh, and I hear her say Mike, and I look over, and and we're in we're waist deep in water, and the mm. waders, you know, and 
the rubber pants and and I see a bear walking towards her. Oh and my it wasn't God. sprinting, but it was it was sort of walking just casually. Like what kind of those big ass brown <clears throat> grizzly yeah. kind of bears? Massive. Holy Massive. shit. Wow. And uh, you know, I was so scared. And what they had taught us at the and I'm not making this up. It sounds like a bit. They had bear orientation when you arrived. Yeah, sure. We, we were on those bush planes that land in the water. There's like a six, oh, six or awesome. eight seat plane. Yeah. Oh, I've always wanted to go in one of those. That's, yeah, that's and remote. Was, and it, when we land, and it's the bear orientation. They see if you if you ever see a bear, you should clap and make the bear aware of your presence. I'm right here, bear. I'm Mike. You're a bear. <laughs> yeah. So we see the bear, and I'm frozen. And I look over and at the guide, and I say, guide, do something. <laughs> the guide sprints at the bear. Whoa. Oh, and, and, he, and he claps. He goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> bear walks away. And I was so mad at the guide because I was like, you didn't tell me about the yeah plan. <laughs> you just told me to go, I'm right yeah. here, bear, I'm right <laughs> here. Right here. <laughs> you, you were the bait. <laughs> that works. Just clapping at the thing works. And well, for, I mean, apparently, brown bears, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't yeah. bet on it. Wait a for, second, For Steve, black you, bears and brown really, bears, you're supposed to sort of threaten them or like make yourself big. But here's the catch is for grizzlies, you're not supposed to do that because they'll take it as a dominance challenge. Mm -hmm. So the tr with grizzlies, you're supposed to just back away slowly. And then, because I hiked at Glacier National Park too, and I they had a grizzly like orientation, and they were like, if a grizzly attacks you, you you just want to you don't want to run, you want to curl up in a ball. Oh you might God. lose like an ear; it could eat off an ear or a finger or whatever. But yeah. just stay cool and calm, because otherwise it will just kill you. What? And I was like, oh my God! I had a joke years ago. One of my first jokes was about how you know there's different strategies with different bears. You know with with brown bears, you're supposed to make loud noise. And with black bears, you're supposed to run down a hill. And with polar bears, you're supposed to hand them sunglasses and a coat. <laughs> Here's a weird thing. Here's an interesting fact that I learned about polar bears not that long ago. Did you know that if you shaved a polar bear, let's just start from the premise that you could shave a polar bear. If you shave yeah. a polar bear, they're actually, their skin is black. Oh, and oh. did you know this? And that I've heard this. They, that actually they're not white. That the individual hairs, if you look at them, they're kind of transparent. They're sort of clear. It's wow. like it's keratin without any coloring wow. in it. And that the mass of them looks white. A pile of them starts to look white. But that actually they're designed this way so that sun will heat them, will keep them warm. Wow. In these cold winters, so that the wow. it, the, the the heat and light will penetrate these clear hairs and warm the black skin underneath them. That's The amazing. other thing about polar bears is that they it's, have this extraordinary sense of smell. Really? And More they, so than any other kind of bear? I think, I want to say, I want to <laughs> say, say that they, they, yeah, I know exactly. This may, may or may not be true. Someone could fact check me on this, but they can smell prey from 20 miles away, something like Interesting. that. Interesting. Like I feel like, like I've heard something like that. extraordinary distance. Yeah. Fascinating. And- You've always been interested in bears. Yeah, like this. yeah. It's, since, it's, a, since I was a kid, yeah. Fascinating. There's some theory that uh, the that the polar bear is actually, some evolutionary biologists think that it's actually evolving back into the water. Like whales were originally land animals, but what? they slowly evolved back into the water, and they actually have like the legs of their 
hands are in the flippers still. You don't see oh. it because it's buried in the flipper. But they think that polar bears, since they spend so much of their life in the water, they're adapting more and more to the water than even so being on the land. So they're going back to being in a, a, in a more yeah, aquatic that's a animal. Theory. It's a theory. Yeah. They're, they're becoming tetrapods. Yeah. What well, is, they, what, what? Wow. Like, you guys are just, wow. I am, I'm going to leave. <laughs> I'm going to leave the room and let you guys just go. What, what, tetrapods are what? Well, that's fine. They're like four-legged. Tetrapods, ah, right? So tetrapods are like these these animals that are really like like somewhere in the middle of evolution. I think Steve, you might know this better than I do, but like it's almost like yeah, they have four legs, but they they're they're aquatic. Yeah, that, that's I guess that happens uh, not a lot, but enough that so eventually, like it theoretically, in like a million years, they'd be yeah. they'd be. They did, yeah. adapted entirely to being water animals, yeah. which they, may serve yeah. them well as as everything sinks. Under, They're a completely underwater. confusing animal to people who are homeschooled. <laughs> <laughs> They're just gonna get. Oh, I was thinking the other day. So see, I was thinking the other day. But thank God I didn't homeschool my kid because this would be the only shit the kid would know. All he would know is uh, was that, weird that, you know, science. Polar bears are transparent, yeah, yeah, and you know right, the right. world's gonna end in 2012. <laughs> and you know, it's just like thank God I didn't homeschool the kid. All he would know about is UFOs and the Yeti and things like that. Yeah, what, Mike, what do you what think you, of that what you stuff? What's Mike? your take yeah, on what? that kind of thing? Are you a skeptical person in general? Are you a, a kind of about sort of like, like uh, myths and Bigfoot, 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 UFOs. let's say. Let's start with Sasquatch. Are you, yeah, are you skeptical about that kind of thing? No, I, I'm I'm completely for all all conspiracy <laughs> theories. I feel ah, like, okay, I good. feel like, but also, but also, <laughs> uh, it's probably not true. But not pizza. <laughs> it's probably gate. not true, but there's probably something that happened. I, I think generally, if somebody says, hey, I saw this 14 foot tall animal. You go, might okay. have been 11. You know what I mean? Okay, I don't think whatever. it was four feet tall. <laughs> okay. That's you know generous I mean? of you. No, that's, really, that's good. So you, you're, you're willing, you you're open minded. You're, you're very open minded. You, don't you think, Paul? Like, I mean, like, I mean, I don't think people are wholesale just making up stories. I like no, your approach. I think my, There's yeah, exaggeration. I, do, I agree with you. Yeah. Yeah. Good yeah. faith and then exaggeration. Yeah. No, I, I agree I like with you. This. There definitely are people who are trying to fool people and stuff yeah. like that. But I do think that there's there's plenty of people who are or who are genuinely not meaning to mislead. Well, the lock like lie. I was in Scotland. I did the show in Scotland this summer, which was amazing. If people awesome. haven't. Oh my yeah. God! If people have not so been to great. Edinburgh, Scotland, oh, uh, we, I was, was just, just there, there too. We were just, just there. there. Yeah. What a place! What a place! So how great. absolutely outrageous! How gorgeous is! And but but Loch Ness is an interesting one because it's like, yeah, it's it's probably some kind of animal, and that animal probably pretty big. <laughs> but, but not but thirty feet, just more like yeah. ten. That's I, that's a great. That's, a, yeah. that's an excellent attitude about it. I like it very much. What about like the UFO thing? Are yeah, you are probably. You like- <laughs> probably. I mean, come on. It's like, what are we doing here? You people have been seeing UFOs for like sixty years, and yes. like no, and, like, and, like longer of years. in theory. I mean, yeah. it goes yeah. back biblical times. Of years, the bio, yeah. And you're yeah. just gonna say no, no, they're not, those people are all crazy. No. There's probably, you know, there's probably something. I like it. No, this is yeah. fantastic. How about ghosts, Mike? How about things like sure, ghosts? Sure, ghosts. Sure. Okay. Why not? Why not? Fantastic. Have it's you as good ever a had theory any, as any? Have you ever had any experience with any of that kind of thing? 
I've never had an experience with that, but I have ridden the New York City subways, and I'd say past 3 a.m., you start to see some ghosts. Interesting. I've always wondered if there's like ghostly stories connected with the subway and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. If there's like, I mean, I, mean, I know what I you th- mean. I've seen some, some, some spooky shit on the, on the subway, that's for sure. I used to take the subway home when I was starting out. I lived in Brooklyn, and I was at Caroline's Comedy Club, which doesn't exist mm, anymore, but it was, yeah. they used to have shows where we would perform for kids who had just gone to the prom. And uh, <laughs> oh, God, I, and it made no sense. And the show started at 3 a.m. So I would have to do oh, the show. God. I was wow. so desperate for making a sure. living that I would do these shows. And I would, and then I would take the subway back to Brooklyn or, or actually Queens as well. I lived in Brooklyn and Queens in that period. And it would be three, four in the morning. And the things that you would see yeah. were so close to, to ghosts or apparitions or yeah. thing. I mean, you just couldn't even imagine yeah. what you no, see on the subway at that hour. No, it's funny because I now there's a whole sort of I mean, the subways are crazy still and they're getting crazy again and and or, or you know, are crazier than they were. Yeah. So many younger people I know now are like, it's it's bad on there. And it's and and they'll still say to me, it's like it was in the 70s or the 80s. And I'm like, it is not like it was in the 70s or 80s. I'm like, I'm I was young, I was a kid. I remember I'm not from New York even. I'm from Connecticut for crying out loud. But I was like, no, it's just not yeah. as as crazy as it used to be. First of all, they were the cars themselves were terrifying. Yeah. I mean, it's like the windows were missing and the 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 it was crazy inside the cars. But there was also just the, the level of mayhem and menace was was I heard it, Colin Quinn describe it. Colin Quinn's one of my favorite comics, and he, he's very he, funny. He described it as he goes, It's not the same. People compare it to the 70s. The subways are the same. He goes, in the 70s, <laughs> in it, now he goes, there'll be one guy. Guy's gonna come at you. You go, ah. I could take, I could take him. Maybe I could distract him. I run out of the thing. He goes in the seventies. There'd be groups of people, and they would take over the subway. And there's nothing you can do. You're done. No, you know. Escape true, from though. New York. It's not, it's not, it is. It was. It was. It was. It was the Warriors and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, the Warriors. It was, like, it was ridiculous. Yeah, the Warriors. Yeah, I mean, it really was. It was crazy. Back to the ghost thing, I know Paul's really kind of open to the ghost idea. <laughs> Mike, are you are you basically like you're willing to accept the possibility of ghosts, even though you've never had the experience, or you think like people are just confused about maybe wishful thinking about maybe they see something and it's not a ghost, but they confuse it with a ghost. I feel like there's the odds of people <laughs> inventing. Whether it's ghosts uh, or whether it's Loch Ness monster or or or, or 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 aliens, whatever it is, the odds of people just making that up whole cloth, it's so, it's so deeply unlikely to me in my uh, life experience. Yeah, yeah. that's just anecdotal. In my life experience, when someone comes to me, yeah, and they say, you know, I think I saw a ghost. I know this is going to sound crazy. I don't say to them. No, you didn't. There's no yeah. such thing as ghosts. Yeah. What do I know? I don't <laughs> know anything they don't know. That's humility. I think that's a really cool approach because it is. there's a lot of people who are just like, you don't know anything. There's no ghosts. Yeah. Uh, Steve, I'm a hero. Yeah. 
Well, that's what you establish that repeatedly. <laughs> I'm a stand-up comedian and I'm a hero. You're a hero to people who believe in ghosts and Sasquatch. That's amazing. Who knew? Well, I mean, military... look at, I mean here's, a, here's another way to look. Here's another way to look at it. And of course, this isn't my field of expertise, but we're we're we're, we're chin wagging. Wagging. That's yeah. it. Yep, yep. We're chin wagging here. Is uh, it's uh, think about how much we didn't know. A mm-hmm. hundred years ago. Think mm-hmm. about how much we didn't know five hundred years ago. Think about mm-hmm. how we, how much we didn't know three thousand years ago. Yeah. And you just go, yeah, it's it's entirely all of those things. Yeah, supernatural, aliens, etc. It's all with it ghosts. It's all within the realm of pers- of possibility. Did you ever experience in dreaming? Did you ever have precognitive dreams or anything like that? Have you had dreams where you were like, whoop, that just I dreamed that that was going to happen. And here's now what it's I happened. here's what I find. I find that often I will I have it with writing. So like I say in the show, I say I find that when I write in my journal, it's a very therapeutic exercise because you can start to see you when you write down what you're saddest or angriest about, you can start to see your own mm. life as a story. And when you see your own life as a story, sometimes you can zoom out and encourage the main character to make better decisions. And what I find is that often I'm writing in my journal and I'll realize something that is maybe about to happen, you know, like Mm -hmm. I, I, or in my, or just my writing. I wrote a play when I was in college. This is so strange. I've literally never, never discussed this, but it's exactly what you're asking. Great. So exclusive. It's an exclusive that is so banal <laughs> and literary, which is, I was a playwriting major and screenwriting major in college, and I wrote a play about a stand-up comedian who lives in New York City and, uh, yeah. and, and, and has, an, has essentially, like, has to break up with his girlfriend uh, and, and, and desperately wants to avoid this being what he's doing, and it causes <laughs> him so much pain. And... And that at the time I was not a comedian. Uh-huh. Uh, I w- did not have a girlfriend, and I did not live in New York City. Uh-huh. I then wrote this play. I then uh, I, I met a girlfriend. I, I had a girlfriend. I moved to New York. I became a stand-up comedian, and then I had this awful breakup. And yeah. it was the the most s- strange premonition in yeah. my own existence that was really just with myself because it's not. It's like four people reading the play. Yeah. That's interesting. Ah, uh, but do that sense of kind of putting things out in the world too. I mean, you, yeah. that, that kind of like you believe because uh, there have been times when it has really struck me. I've had several things happen to me. Uh, things like you know, I, I'll be particularly obsessed with a certain writer for years, and then somehow I'll end up meeting this person mm. and become friends with them. And it just seems so weird to me. Like, yeah. how is that, how does that happen? How is that possible? How is that working itself out? Am I guiding that? Is it some, I don't know. It's really, really wild to me. That's the that theory of, of like manifesting something, right? Like if you think yeah. about it, that sort of creates it in, in reality or something like this. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do think like, yeah, to Steve's point about manifesting it, I do think there is something to be said for a lot of times when when young comedians will ask me for advice like i there's a comedian who uh i work with Gary Simons and he opens for me on a lot of my dates and he's a very funny comic he actually won the Georgetown funniest person on campus 23 years after i did 
Oh, cool. the next, wow. next generation or 22 years later. Yeah. And, and so we did an episode of my podcast, Working It Out, where he literally asks all the questions that a new comedian in New York would ask someone who'd been here for 20 years doing the same thing. Oh, cool. And we just dedicate the whole episode to that. It's like three episodes ago. And, and one of the things that I always say, and this is not my original piece of wisdom, it's just something I've heard and I'm passing on, which is like, if you have a dream and the dream is unlikely, one of the one of the best things you can do is share that dream with people who you know and care about because then they'll have one of two reactions they will either root for your dream to happen uh-huh. in which case if they see an opportunity to help uh-huh. have that more uh-huh. likely be occurring uh-huh. they will do that the other reaction is they're indifferent and who cares right. you're going to have a lot of audiences that are indifferent as well Mm-hmm. And get you could know, get used to it. That's what the whole stand-up comedy yeah. realm is: people being yeah. indifferent, and then some people, if you're lucky, <laughs> really like what you do. So, so I yeah, do yeah. think the manifestation of things is except the, the third option. Stuff. The third option is that they're actually hostile to your dreams yes. and will be trying to take you down. <laughs> That's true. But I suppose in some ways that probably actually spurs it too. I suppose yeah. that that's some for people that's a spur to, to achieving it or, or, or manifesting it as well. I think well, for what a lot I would of people. Say, and what I would say to that, Steve, is everything's going to be okay. Ah, uh huh. <laughs> heroic. <laughs> really heroic. You went to Georgetown, and, and now you and and that's a that's Jesuit, right? Isn't it a it Jesuit is, yeah. uh, establishment? It's a it's a, it's a low J, a lowercase J. Jesuit. No, no. It's, wait, it's, what's it's the difference? Just, I, I know. I was like, what's that? No, wow, what does that mean? It's not a big part of the curriculum. It's soft Jesuit. Yeah. It's a kind of soft yeah, Jesuit. Yeah. Paul, you're Italian. We, you should understand this. It's like the secret Italian. I should code. understand yeah. this, but I'm a bad Italian. Are you Are you 100% Italian? This is no, something no, I've always- No, I'm half Irish, half Italian. Half oh, Irish, right. half Italian. Is the Birbiglia is is from where? Do we do we, do we we know? Birbiglia, is it, we believe, is from Sicily. I was going to say, is it Sicilian? Because yeah. yeah. the Sicilians always have these great names. They always have the really strong, great names like that. But bigly, I was like, that's not, my name is soft. It's a soft Italian name. It's not a good Italian name. Giamatti. Yeah, it's okay. But bigly has got some juice it's to a, it. It sounds like a, your name sounds like a type of sauce. <laughs> it does. Oh, I could put it a does. nice Giamatti right. sauce Whereas on yours there. sounds like a really good kind of smoked meat product, which is the big. I got a, got a sandwich with a nice, a nice juicy big on the sandwich. It does. It really. But and, and you're from Massachusetts, and you're, Massachusetts. You, but but actually, my fa- I should say that my the Italian side of my family. You know, my my dad. I talk about this in the show, but my dad's father worked in the subway tunnels. He was an electrician, and then the joke I say in the show is I go. You know, after that, he worked at like a like a deli in Brooklyn. And one day, one of his regular customers said, "How's it going, Joe?" And he just keeled over the counter and died, which is God. sad. But in a way, it's a it's a great joke. It's a very funny. <laughs> he, he's the original comedian of the family. Sure. It's an extraordinary sure. level of commitment. It's a definite. It's a definite Italian American male trait to just drop yeah, yeah. from a heart attack. I think it's like I have it. I have it in my family too. It's a barrel of laughs. It's hilarious when it happens. Oh, same you, thing. Well, I, oh, did you have the same thing? Well, my dad, definitely just boom, just 51, just, just, no just way. Oh, young, out with the heart attack young. like that. And lots of them, my, my grandfather, he didn't, yeah, he did actually, but he was older. He was 73, but he'd had wow. a series of them up until then. So 51. So when you, like, how uh-huh. old are you now? I'm 56. Oh, wow. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. So it's do interesting. You, 
do you think about that a lot? Does that weigh on you? And what do you do? You do anything active mm. to counter <laughs> Well, I, I yeah, I think about it. I think oddly enough, I thought about it more approaching it than I do now, as and that I'm past it. I think I was more anxious as it was coming, and I was yeah. going, "It's coming, it's coming." Yeah. And then I got over it, and then I'm past the hump. So I don't think about it as much because I deal with it more. How old are you now, if you don't mind my uh, asking? 45. Yeah, you got a lot. Oh, you got a lot. Yeah. You're fine. You're going to be totally, you're going to be totally <laughs> Thank fine. You. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you're you. a hero. Don't you're leave gonna us. Be okay. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to be okay. Everything's going to be okay. Everything's going to be okay. Uh, Mike Perbiglia. It's been so fun. This has been a, this has been a very uh, worthwhile chinwag, I think. <laughs> I, yeah. I definitely. Thank no. you. <laughs> Talk about heroism. You may have saved the entire <laughs> podcast from the banality it usually descends into. So thank you so much, Mike. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. And, really yeah, fun. Yeah, always Appreciate a pleasure. It. Chinwag is a production of Treefort Media and Touchy Feely Films, hosted and executive produced by Paul Giamatti and Stephen Asma. Executive producers for Treefort are Kelly Garner and Lisa Ammerman. Dan Carey is executive producer for Touchy Feely. Our series producer is Rachel Whitley Bernstein. Original theme music by Luke Topp with additional music by Via Mardot. Oscar Guido is our executive in charge of production. Tom Monahan is head of audio for Treefort. Animation created by Alex Sokol. Editing and mixing by Jeff Neal. Lastly, for more information, go to chinwagpod.fm and find us on Instagram or TikTok at chinwagpod or on Twitter at chinwag underscore pod.